the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. I'm talking to somebody. Right, watch this. Your confidence in God is what dictates the conditions of the hell you have to walk through. See, you thought God ought to make it easier for you. But what God has done is he's measured your faith and your confidence in him, and he's balanced it against the trial that he's putting in your life. In other words, he's not going to bring you into a seven times hotter fire when your faith can't sustain you in it. But these three Hebrew boys, they had such confidence that they told the king, we don't care what you do, we're not going in, we trust our God. Our God is able. So it's not that God is going to lighten the load, he's going to balance the load of the fire against your faith. So the conditions that you're walking through have a direct correlation to the confidence you have in your God. I want to say God won't put more on you than you can bear, but it's really that he won't put more on you than he can bear through your faith. Because it ain't you bearing it anyway, it's God bearing it. But he needs your faith. Well, Pastor, my situation is real bad. That's because your faith and your confidence in God is real big. How do you know that, Pastor? Because God wouldn't have brought it your way. Because he didn't bring it into your life to cause you to fail. No, he brought it in your life so he can bring you through it. So for these three Hebrew boys, because they're so confident in God, God heats up the condition. Now, I need you to do something here as we start to walk a little deeper into this text. I want you to start looking at this text not from the perspective that Nebuchadnezzar and the enemy is doing what they want, but I want you to look at it from the perspective that God is doing what he wants. In other words, I want you to see this thing from the eyesight of God, that God is working something out that's bigger than the three Hebrew boys see. I want you to see it in your own situation, the hell that you're dealing with. I want you to see it from a perspective that God is doing something bigger than you and that you can't quite see all of it yet. Are y'all still here with me? I just want you to walk through that with me. Now watch this. This is what happens because they might be saying there, look, I, 
can't do this. And you might be saying, this is all, Pastor, come on. I mean, God, give me a break. I can't take no more. I, this is more than enough. You have not put this on anybody else. Why did you put it on me? He put it on you because you can handle it. He put it on you because your faith in God is measured up to it. Lord, help me. He put it on you so that he can show his glory and how powerful he is in working through frail, fragile, and broken vessels. That's why he put it on you. He put it on you because he's got a bigger plan than you thought he had. And he's working something out in your life and in front of you. And Lord, help me. He's doing something around you that you won't understand till later. You'll understand it better by and by. But he's working it out. And so he put it on you. And he says, yeah, I know you say, Pastor, that's it. That's all I can say. I, I got it. That's it. But I hear God saying, like he said uh, to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, Paul, I know you feel like it's too much. And, and I know you've been praying. And this is the third time you asked me to remove it. But I want you to hear me. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I need you to hear that. God's grace is sufficient. God's strength is being made perfect in your weakness. I need you to hear God saying, I'm walking with you through this hell. You're not by yourself. If you're going to walk through hell, you better have good company. He's your company keeper. He's walking with you in it. He got you. And so their, their condition of their journey is based on their confidence in their God. But then watch this. Their conditions impact their keeping. The conditions of their hell situation are really working to keep them safe. I want you to hear this about your life. The conditions you're going through, God is using it to protect you, not to destroy you. Watch this. The text says what Nebuchadnezzar did, verse 20. He commanded the mighty men of valor to take the men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to bind them and then throw them into this fiery furnace that's been heated seven times hotter than it was supposed to be. The text says the men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and all the other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Now watch this. The conditions that were set up seven times hotter, that wasn't set up by Nebuchadnezzar, that was set up by God. God said, I need the fire, watch this, to be seven times hotter. Stay here. I need the three boys to be bound up before you throw them in. Now, I hear what you're saying. But wait a minute, Pastor. Now, I'm already going to be thrown into the fire. Then the fire is already seven times hotter. Why does God have to bind me up and tie my hands down to have me go through this journey? Well, there's a reason here. The reason here is that if God had not orchestrated that the three Hebrew boys be bound up, when they got them to the door of the fiery furnace, they would have done like we would do. If you knew that God was getting ready to take you down a journey of hell, you would be grabbing hold of everything, trying to hold it back, trying to keep yourself from going. You'd be saying, no, Lord, I'm scared. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. So God said, bind them up so they can't restrain themselves from where I'm trying to take them. Lord, help mercy. Sometimes God will bind you up. He'll put you in a place where you can't do nothing about what's happening. He'll put you in a place where nobody can't help you he'll tie your hands behind your back he'll make sure the lawyer doesn't show up in court that day lord help me here he'll make sure that the doctor doesn't know what he's talking
talking about. God sometimes will put your hands behind your back because he's trying to keep you from hindering what he's doing in your life. God might be saying, I'm trying to get you over here. But if I leave you unbound, you're going to be hesitant. You're going to be stayed back here. And I need you over there. I don't just need you over there. I need you over there at a certain time because timing is perfect with God. And so bind them up. Throw them into the furnace. And when he bound them up and threw them in the furnace, the Bible says they went into the furnace. But watch this. Everything was working together. God had a plan. Because their condition was seven times hotter. Lord, help me here. Because they're going through being bound up. Lord Jesus. When they got thrown into the fire, the Bible says that the fire and the flames flashed out from the furnace and consumed the enemies that were trying to throw them in. I'm trying to help somebody here. Sometimes the fire that you're going in might be seven times hotter, but it's not hotter for you. It's so God could burn up your enemies. It's so God can get the one who's trying to do damage to you and it needs to be seven times hotter. Sometimes the reason why he ties your hands behind your back is so that you don't hinder the plan he has to destroy the people who are trying to destroy you. I'm trying to help you here. What the devil means for evil, God is using it for good. I know you don't want to have a hell that's seven times harder to walk through, but I need you to understand something. When you've got God on your side, he's working it out for you. He's got a plan for you. He's using every situation to work out for his good and for his glory. He works in the lives of these three Hebrew boys. Everything is being worked together. Everything has a plan. Everything is coming right in play. Lord, help me. What if the fire wasn't seven times as hot as it was? Then the fire wouldn't have been able to burn up all three of the men that threw them in. What if the fire wasn't seven times hotter? Maybe you wouldn't have got a flash of the fire from three men being thrown in. See, God knows everything. He worked everything out. And watch this. After they get thrown in, King Nebuchadnezzar gets up. He's witnessing, watching all this. See, we, we understand the cause of them entering into this journey. We understand the conditions. The conditions had to be the way they were. The conditions you're going through have to be the way they are. See, God is working something way bigger than you. You can't even figure out what he's doing. But it has to be just like it is. You have to have the cancer. You have to have the divorce. You've got to go through the hell. You've got to be dealing with that difficult person on the job. God set the conditions up. They have to be that way. Watch this. Here's the last thing I want to look at and get out your way. We've seen the the cause. We've seen the, the conditions of walking through hell. Let's talk about the companionship on your journey through hell. Because, again, it all matters who you're walking with. If I'm going to walk through hell, there's some people I don't want to walk through hell with. They're too familiar with it. They, they, they might be on the enemy side. They might make my hell more hell. It's already seven times out. I don't need nine. Listen, this is what happens. They fall down into the fire, into the furnace, all three of them. They fell down. The king sees what had just happened. He jumps up from his throne, goes, looks into the furnace. When the king looks into the furnace, 
he sees something unusual. The king says to his counselors and satraps and governors who set this thing up in the first place. He says to them, didn't we throw three men in to the furnace? And they responded, true that, king. That's what the text says. True that. Yeah, that's what happened. We only put three in. But the king, Nebuchadnezzar, said, no, but I see four men in the fire. And they're walking loose. Lord, help me here. I'm trying, Lord. They're just walking in the midst of the fire that was set up seven times hotter than it was supposed to be. I don't know about you, but every person I ever seen put on fire took off running because flames will make you run. But on this occasion, because of the company that they have in the fire, they don't even have to run. They can walk in the fire. They're walking with Jesus, holding hands with Jesus, calmly cruising with Jesus. They're not getting ahead of him, nor are they lagging too far behind him. Can I help somebody here? As you walk through your hell situation, don't you get ahead of God and don't you lag too far behind. Don't you dare close the windows. Close the blinds. Cover your head up and pretend like we're not moving. No, you get up in the morning. Dust yourself off. Tell the devil, I'm walking on with Jesus. I got to go. I've got to move. I'm going somewhere. I didn't come to this hell situation to put down a lawn chair. No, I came just passing through. I'm not planning on staying here. We're walking through hell and I'm so glad when you got good company walking through your hell the intentions of Christ is to take you out of here and so he walks with them he's talking with them he's telling them you are my own oh Lord and the joy they share as they tarry there none other has ever known I'm trying to preach this thing like I feel it every now and then when you're going through hell everybody's looking at you from the outside but you've got joy on the inside and they're thinking you ought to be a mess but I'm stop by to let you know there's joy unspeakable joy when you walk with Jesus even when you're walking in your hell situation they're walking through the fire with Jesus watch this Nebuchadnezzar said I see four men loose when you walk with Jesus he'll set you loose I don't care what kind of hell you're walking through he'll loose you and he said and the fourth one looks like the son of God this is (laughs) an unusual statement Because Jesus hadn't been born yet. But look at this. When God starts doing stuff in the middle of your fiery furnace, he'll cause the heathen even to realize that it's Jesus that's bringing you out. 
even though the heathen might be turning the screws on you he'll cause the heathen to realize there's something greater at work here and he says the fourth one looks like the son of God that's Jesus the son of God and so Jesus is walking with them in the fire and then Nebuchadnezzar says Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that ain't their names but he calls them that he says come out of the fire watch this they don't come out because Nebuchadnezzar called them they come out because they're walking with Jesus can I help somebody you're not coming out of your hell because your doctor said it's time to come out you're not coming out because your financial planner said it's time to come out You're not coming out because your lawyer said it's time to come out. You're not coming out because your psychiatrist told you it's time to come out. No, you're going to come out of this situation because Jesus is walking with you. And he's going to lead you out of this situation. He'll keep you there as long as you need to be there. But he's ultimately going to lead you out of there. They come out of the fire. Watch this. And when they come out of the fire, because they've been walking with Jesus... The text says that when they came out of the fire, the satraps, the governors, and all of the counselors of Nebuchadnezzar were able to witness that the fire had no power on these men. It says their hair was not singed. They didn't get burned. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. Watch this. When you walk with Jesus, he can take the power out of the fire. Listen, I need y'all to hear this. If God can take the power out of fire, he can take the power out of everything that's challenging you in your walk through hell. Can I help somebody right here? God has a history of taking power out of stuff that has power. In this book of Daniel, he's going to take the power out of the lion. So that Daniel's able to walk into a lion's den, lay down, and use a lion as a pillow. Because God took the power out of a lion. Lord, have mercy. God took the power out of death. Lord, help me here. On Calvary's cross, he took the sting out of death and so death no longer has power over you and me that's why we live that's why we have our being in him because he's taken the power out of death can I talk to you this morning I don't know what power is working on in your life I don't know what sin situation I don't know what hell situation you've got going on but he's got the ability to take the power out of that situation watch this God can cause you to walk through cancer and he can take the power out the cancer watch this you're still walking through it but the cancer is not affecting you you got the tumor but the tumor is not affecting you you're going through chemotherapy but the chemotherapy ain't affecting you that's God He's got the ability to do that. You could be walking through financial ruin, but God takes the power out of the creditors. He can take the power out of your bankruptcy. And you wonder, I just got out of bankruptcy. How are they going to be offering me a house? That's because God took the power out the bankruptcy. I don't care what it is. He's got the ability to take the power right out of it. 
your husband, your wife, your children, they're giving you hell. God can take the power right out of them. Let you walk through it, but there ain't no power to affect you. But that only happens when you've got good company, a good companion, when you're walking through the fire. Watch this. When all is said and done, they come out of the fire. They get to see the fire didn't have no effect on them. Watch what the king says. King says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, y'all made me eat my words. You, your, what, what your God has done is confounded the words of the king. And he says to them, watch this, because it was the satraps and the counselors and governors that set all this up. They were trying to trap Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the first place because they were jealous that they had got promoted and they were supposed to be slaves. So the king says, it's, it's in the latter verses, somewhere around 29, somewhere around there. He says, he says make a decree. In every nation, every language that speaks anything, um, anybody say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're going to be cut in pieces and their home burned to the ground. Lord, have mercy. Listen to this. This is, this is the king. He says, there's no other God who can deliver like this. You see what God's trying to do? He's trying to show somebody the power that he possesses. And all he asks of you is to walk with him through this fire. Walk with me through this hell. I'm trying to show the world that I am God and there's nobody like me. I'm trying to show the world that there's no one worthy to be praised but me. Walk with me. I'm trying to show the world that I can take the power out of your circumstance. Walk with me. I'm trying to get uh, unbelievers to the place that they can testify that there is no God like your God. I'm trying to get them to the place where they can say like the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their God is God. And watch this. And then after all was said and done, then the king said, promote them. They went through all that hell, came out on the other side. And then God fixed it because God's working it all out God gets the glory and they get promoted because they walked through hell with good company amen father we thank you for this word today thank you for your grace Lord someone's going through a hell today their life is in ruins it's a wreck it's a mess things are falling apart they've done everything they can do they're trying to yet hold on but today your word has come to say to them You need to walk with me. You need good company. The hell you're walking through, you won't survive without good company. And the company you need is Jesus Christ, the spirit of the living God. I'm praying that that man, that woman, that boy, that girl would surrender to this message that you've sent to them. It wasn't by accident that they heard it. It wasn't by incident that they showed up to hear it. You worked it out. You orchestrated the events of their life so that you could speak to them, to encourage them, to have good company as they walk through their hell. So I'm praying for that one who's never accepted you, that you draw them to the point of acceptance. I'm praying for that one who's born again, but yet out of fellowship that you would cause them to renew their broken fellowship today. Praying, Lord God, that you speak to that one who's in need of a church home. If 
this be the place, God, lead them and guide them here, that they say yes to your will and yes to your way. I pray for that one who's struggling, who's hurting, who's perplexed and confused. They're not sure. Is you talking, God? Make it clear. You're speaking to them. They've heard so many things. They've heard so many, so many noises. But today this was clear. It was like you were just speaking to them. And so, God, because you gave such an audience to one, Lord, I pray that they will respond to you and say yes. I surrender, God. I want to walk with you all the days of my life because I know you are a keeper. I know you are a deliverer. I know you are the living God. Draw them, God, by your will and by your grace. In the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.